and welcome to the Dark Origins of Disney, a series where I, your host Ebony, deep dive into the original fables that your favourite Disney stories derived from. This is a 10-part series focusing on some of the most well-loved children's tales, spanning across the years as well as a bonus episode at the end, focusing on Disney as a whole, the company, and Walt Disney himself. Disclaimer. This is an origin story series and will not be focusing on the current backlash surrounding the new live-action films. Also, spoilers ahead. With that being said, my name is Ebony. This is the FilmSpark podcast. And you're listening to Episode 3, Cinderella. Cinderella is a 1950 American animated musical fantasy film produced by Walt Disney Productions and released by RKO Radio Pictures. Based on Charles Perrault's 1697 fairy tale of the same title, it is the 12th Disney animated feature film. Following the story of a beautiful young girl who was forced into virtual slavery by her cruel, exploitative stepmother and jealous stepsisters, Cinderella, with the aid of animal friends and the enchantments of a fairy godmother, is able to attend a royal ball where she has until the final stroke of midnight to win the heart of Prince Charming. When she is forced to run from his arms as the clock strikes midnight, she leaves behind a glass slipper which the prince uses to find her. Soon after, the two are married. The film was considered an enormous gamble for Disney. During the World War II years, production cutbacks at his company relegated him to producing primarily cartoon shorts. Furthermore, had Cinderella been a box office failure, it was quite possible that the fledging Disney empire may have crumbled. However, the public responded overwhelmingly to Disney's spin on the tale. He also had the foresight to pioneer ancillary merchandise and music rights from the film into major moneymakers thus financing his ultimate dream project, the construction of Disneyland. The Origins Cinderella or the Little Glass Slipper is a folk tale with thousands of variants throughout the world. The protagonist is always a young woman living in a forsaken circumstance that has suddenly changed to remarkable fortune, with her ascension to the throne via marriage. The story of Rhodopus recounted by the Greek geographer Strabo sometime between 7 BC and AD 23 about a Greek slave girl who marries the king of Egypt is usually considered to be the earliest variant of the Cinderella story. The first literary European version of the story was published in Italy by Giambattista Basile in his Pantaromone in 1634. The version that is now most widely known as the English-speaking world was published in French by Charles Perrault in Histoire au Conte du Temps Passé in 1697. Another version was later published by Brothers Grimm in their folktale collection Grimm's Fairy Tales in 1812. This is that story. A wealthy gentleman's wife falls gravely ill and as she lies on her deathbed, she calls for her only daughter and tells her to remain good and kind, as God will only protect her. She then dies and is buried. The child visits her mother's grave every day to grieve and a year goes by. 
The gentleman marries another woman with two older daughters from a previous marriage. They have beautiful faces and fair skin, but their hearts are cruel and wicked. The stepsisters steal the girl's fine clothes and jewels and force her to wear rags. They banish her into the kitchen and give her a nickname like Ashful. She is forced to do all kinds of hard work from dawn to dusk for the sisters. The cruel sisters do nothing but mock her and make her chores harder by creating messes. However, despite all of it, the girl remains good and kind and regularly visits her mother's grave to cry and pray to God that she will see the circumstances improve. One day, the gentleman visits a fair, promising his stepdaughter's gifts of luxury. The eldest asks for beautiful dresses, while the younger for pearls and diamonds. His own daughter merely begs for the first twig to knock his hat off on the way. The gentleman goes on his way and acquires presents for his stepdaughters. While passing a forest, he gets a hazel twig and gives it to his daughter. She plants the twig over her mother's grave, waters it with her tears, and over the years it grows into a glowing hazel tree. The girl prays under it three times a day, and a white bird always comes to her as she prays. She tells her wishes to the bird, and every time the bird throws down to her what she has wished for. The king decides to proclaim a festival that will last for three days, and invites all the beautiful maidens in the country to attend, so that the prince can select one of them for his bride. The two sisters are also invited, but when Ashville begs them to allow her to go with them, into the celebration, the stepmother refuses, because she has no decent dress nor shoes to wear. When the girl insists, the woman throws a dish of lentils into the ashes for her to pick up, guaranteeing her permission to attend the festival if she can clean up the lentils in two hours. When the girl accomplished the task in less than an hour with the help of a flock of white doves that came when she sung a certain chant, the stepmother only redoubles the task and throws down even a greater quantity of lentils. When Ashville is able to accomplish it in a greater speed, not wanting to spoil her daughter's chances, the stepmother hastens away with her husband and the daughters to the celebration and leaves the crying stepdaughter behind. The girl retreats to the graveyard and asks to be clothed in silver and gold. The white bird drops a gold and silver gown and silk shoes. She goes to the feast, and the prince dances with her all the time, claiming as his dance partner whenever a gentleman asks for her hand. And when sunset comes, she asks to leave. The prince escorts her home, but she eludes him and jumps inside the estate's pigeon coop. The father came home ahead of time, and the prince asks him to chop the pigeon coop down, but Ashville has already escaped from the back to the graveyard, to the hazel tree to return the fine clothes. The father finds her asleep in the kitchen hearth and suspects nothing. The next day the girl appears in grander apparel. The prince again dances with her the whole day and when dark came the prince accompanies her home. However, she climbs a pear tree in the back garden to escape him. The prince calls her father who chops down the tree wondering if it could be Ashville, but Ashville was already in the kitchen when the father arrives home. The third day she appears dressed in grand finery with slippers of gold. Now the prince is determined to keep her and has the entire stairway smeared with pitch. Ashful, in her haste to elude the prince, loses one of her golden slippers in that pitch. The prince p- 
picks the slipper and proclaims that he will marry the maiden whose foot fits the golden slipper. The next morning the prince goes to Ashville's house and tries the slipper on the eldest stepsister. Since she will have no more need to go on foot when she will be queen, the sister was advised by her mother to cut off her toes to fit the slipper. While riding with the stepsisters, the two magic doves from heaven tell the prince that blood drips from her foot. Appalled by the treachery, he goes back again and tries to slip it on the other stepsister. She has cut a part of her heel to get her foot into the slipper. And again, the prince is fooled. While riding with her to the king's castle, the doves alert him again about the blood on her foot. He comes back to inquire about another girl. The gentleman tells him that his dead wife let a dirty little Cinderella in the house omitting to mention that she is his own daughter and that she is too filthy to be seen. But the prince asks him to let her try on the slipper anyway. Ashville appears after washing clean her face and hands and when she puts on the slipper which fitted her like a glove, the prince recognises her as the stranger with whom he has danced at the festival, even before trying it on. To the horror of the stepmother and the two limping sisters, their merely servant girl had won without any subterfuge. The prince put Ashville before him on his horse and rode off to the palace. While passing the hazel tree, the two magic doves from heaven declare Ashville as the true bride of the prince and remained on her shoulders, one on the left and the other on the right. In a coda added in the second edition of the 1819 version during Ashville's royal wedding, the false stepsisters had hoped to worm their way into her favour as the future queen. But this time they don't escape their princess's silent rage, which she kept to herself until that day. As she walks down the aisle with her stepsisters as her bridesmaids, Ashville doves fly off her shoulders and strike the two stepsisters' eyes, one in the left and the other in the right. It is their last chance of redemption, but since they are desperate to win the new princess's affections, they don't give up and go through the ceremony. So when the wedding comes to an end, and Ashville and her beloved prince march out of the church, her doves fly again, promptly striking the remaining eyes of the two evil stepsisters blind. A truly awful comeuppance they have to endure. Then finally, free from abuse and enslavement, Ashville leaves her family forever to be a princess with the prince while her stepsisters live their lives in blinding as her father and stepmother are in disgrace. That brings us to the end of episode 3, Cinderella in the Dark Origins of Disney series. Join me next week for the episode 4, Mulan. My name is Ebony, this is the Filmsbike Podcast, and thank you for listening. listening to the film spark podcast for all your film needs and more like what you heard give us a shot follow us on spotify apple good pods and more or follow the socials at film underscore spark underscore pod you know what just follow us on everything check out the link tree linktr.ee forward slash film spark pod find us follow us give us a shout we always want to hear from you You're still here? It's over.
ロホーンガオー